People talk loud when they want to act smart, right? Correct! So if we play loud, people might think we're good. Everybody ready? And the one, and the two, and the one, two, three, four! Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. My name is Sterling. And hey, this is Clow. We are the Film School Brats. This is a show where we talk about movies, TV, and entertainment from the perspective of film students. Today, we're continuing our discussion on our experience at film school. We've done an episode on how we got into film school and a little bit of the college application process. And today, we're finally diving into year one of our whole journey, four years of our bachelor's degree. (laughs) Thrilling. We both went to NYU. We did two different programs within Mm -hmm. Tisch, which is the School of the Arts. I did the film and production, or I did film and TV, which is like the production side of it. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure that's what it's called? (laughs) Film and television. Mm -hmm. That is officially what it's called. Isn't it Canbar Film and Television? Oh, well, that's the name of the school. Like the name of the major is film Film and television. television. Mm -hmm. And then Canbar Institute of. Film, film and television. And television is the <laughs> repetitive. school within the school of Tish. So it's Camber's <laughs> School of Film and Television's Film and Television major. Perfect. Very clear. I, I guess, I mean, I'm guessing maybe within Canbar there's also the photography major. Oh, so yeah. maybe, maybe that's On why the there's floor. a distinction. I don't know. Fair enough. And I did cinema studies which is a more liberal studies approach to film and is not centered around production. Hey, what's up? So I'm recording this while editing, and it turns out Klaus' major cinema studies is indeed part of Canbar Institute of Film and Television, so we're not actually that different. This is just a little quick fact check. So under Canbar, there's undergraduate film and TV, graduate film, dramatic writing, and cinema studies. You can take some production classes, right? Mm -hmm. Which you'll get into, I guess, in later years? Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, we just thought we would talk about what you can expect going into these two majors, any required classes that we had to take, how our experience was overall, any tips. How about you, Clau? First semester, freshman year, 2016 for you. Yes. How'd it go? Well, let me set the scene. Um, Trump wasn't president yet, so it was a very wacky year. <laughs> my first well, semester. Been... Well, my first semester is when he won in yeah. November of 2016. Yeah. So, just to set the mood, that's what was going on. Yeah. In the U.S., but for me specifically, I came into NYU and before applying in high school, I had never taken a single like film class, or I had never like edited a video in my life, and. Before applying, my parents were like, are you sure you want to study film? Because, like, you've never, you know, made a film. And I was like, I am not sure, but I feel it in my heart that there's more jobs besides, like, actually holding a camera. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but just to set the scene, this is how much I knew about film school, meaning nothing. Mm-hmm. And during Welcome Week, uh, one of my sweet mates was a film and TV major and we became friends and we started hanging out with a group of people that I met during welcome week and then we had dinner every single day of freshman year every single day um and they were all in film and TV 
and they don't remember this very well, but during welcome week, they would ask me like, oh, so what's your major? And I would say, oh, it's cinema studies. And they would look the other way. They'd be like, oh, so you're just, you know, you're going to review films? We'll make them. We're going to make them or filmmakers. And dude, that stuck with me. That really, because I didn't know much. And I was like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> I think this is going to work best for me because this is kind of how I learn. And I really want to know about film before I make something. Because if not, I'll, I feel like I'm just going to be making what other people are making instead of like really understanding the medium. Anyway, so I had that chip on my shoulder the first semester for sure, because I was made to feel very inferior, inferior about my chosen major, which I don't feel like that anymore. There is a weird dynamic for sure, mm-hmm. especially when people are coming in. It's kind of like, yeah, there is kind of like this weird attitude of cinema studies being like the, the lesser one or whatever, the one that's like easier to get into, which is yeah. totally bullshit because some some people I know in in the film and television major like don't know jack shit about film language. Yeah. Or film history or yeah. just, you know, if you're going to be making things and you've only seen huge blockbusters i think you're i don't know i I feel like you wouldn't write a book if you've only read harry potter um (laughs) i don't know why i had to dog on harry potter like that but i will say that i think a happy medium is having a little bit of both and one of the greatest things about nyu and just colleges in the u.s in general is that you get to choose a lot of your classes so you can and I've been seeing a lot of TikToks making fun of this, but you can build your own major. <laughs> oh, yeah, Gallatin. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of how I was feeling going in. Um, very, I don't know, like weird power dynamic that was made very clear to me from the very beginning. I was like, oh my God, am I doing something that's like lesser than? And you know when that all changed was the first time I read a script from someone that I was friends with. I was like, oh. <laughs> Never mind. Like, I'm good. (laughs) For sure. Anyway, how about you? I came in fall 2017. Mm -hmm. You're a year ahead of me. What classes do you take freshman year? So freshman year, uh, for the film and TV major, it's very specific. Like, it's very cut out. You don't have that much freedom to do, Mm -hmm. to choose Uh, in terms of classes so it's divided into two different semesters there's a visual semester and then there's an audio semester it's pretty much based on last name alphabetical order Mm -hmm. so they cut it down yeah whatever the cutoff is i was filtered into the audio semester first semester i think that's the first half of the alphabet is usually the audio (laughs) and the second half is visual yeah yeah i think that's what it is so the main Like, the big class of that audio semester is called Sound Image, which is all about sound. Like, you learn how to use a recorder, you learn how to use mics, like, like sound edit, everything. Really useful for the podcast. (laughs) Yep. Although I'm not using the same program, but... Doesn't matter, doesn't matter. The basics were there. Yeah. You also take a class called Performance Strategies, which is kind of like, sort of like an acting class. I actually thought it was... really interesting and pretty pretty valuable if you're especially if you're trying to direct mm-hmm. then you take storytelling strategies which is kind of intro to screenwriting mm-hmm. everybody has to take writing the essay i don't know about for you but for yeah. for us we had to do two semesters of it 
Same. Yeah, okay, so it's like part one, writing the essay. Yeah, which is and such a pretentious title, writing the essay. Like, well, the one and only essay. Well, what are you going to call it, writing an essay? Writing essays. I don't know. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> well, it's pretentious if you read the whole title, because semester one, it's called writing the essay, art in the world, and the second semester is... What is it? Like the, the world, world through, through art. art. Writing. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Anyway. Um, and then I had a free class. So I decided to go with a gen ed. Mm-hmm. And I did intro to computer programming. A lot of people did that gen ed. Like a lot of people. I bombed that. I mean, I just. <laughs> toward the end of the semester, I just. I was so concentrated on like my film stuff that I really did not prioritize this class. Um, <laughs> quickly, the visual semester, because it's kind of a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. The main lecture is language of film. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This film history class. It's. Mm -hmm. I attended one of those. It's a little overview. It's like an intro to like watching a film and like breaking it down, analyzing it, seeing the history of like cinema, kind of right. Yeah. Okay. Then you choose between frame and sequence and intro to animation. Frame and sequence is like intro to photography. The other one is animation. animation. <laughs> I went with frame and sequence just because I think I got kind of lazy and I was like, mm-hmm. I know how to use a camera, so I'll just take this class. And then art and practice, which is the most nonsensical bullshit class <laughs> Tish has ever come up with. It really feels like a filler class. like, okay. And it changes every single year depending on the professor. Mm-hmm. What was it if for you? you? Can, I don't even know, man. I don't even know. <laughs> it it was like really pretentious art school. Yeah. Shit. Like, it's what people I, think about when they think like liberal art school in New York. Yeah. It was that it, class. Well, it okay. was like a circle jerk of like the importance <laughs> of artists. And, I don't know. I hated it. Uh, okay. And then I writing the essay you. part two. Okay. And then another gen ed. That's good. So, definitely the audio semester was more insightful for you then. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I apologize how lengthy that was. It's just, it's very specific freshman year for... Yeah. It's okay. I'll make up for it because mine can go really, really quickly because cinema studies, it was not clear cut the types of classes you had to take. And so, I was freaking out <laughs> when I had to, you know, enroll at first for classes because I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Um, so, I took intro to cinema studies... Uh, which I guess is very similar to your language of film class. Um, but it's just like the intro. I The thing is that it's a very weird class because some people obviously come in knowing so much more, but you have to kind of make sure that everyone is on the same page. Yeah. Exactly. So, but I always felt like I was, <laughs> uh, like I knew less than everyone else. So I tried really, really hard in those classes and I never thought like, oh, I've already seen this movie. So like, I'm above everyone else. I would always just like try to be a sponge and absorb as much as I could. Right. Um, but I hear that a lot of people complain about that class. Because like, for example, we watched Citizen Kane uh, and some people were like, oh, that's so obvious. I was like, never heard of Citizen Kane in my life. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was definitely benefiting from that more than other people. Yeah. Then I had to take writing the essay. Um, same as you. Honestly, good coming from a different country just to like learn the structure of an essay. I think that's always a good first year college class just so you have a grip on like what people like what professors are expecting out of essays. But that's not where I've written 
good essays. Like my best essays came from like actual classes where I was writing about things that I actually cared about and not, you know, whatever the hell writing the essay was. Right. Um, then I had to take a class called Text and Ideas, Antiquity huh. in the 19th Century. I didn't know you had to do that in Tish. I did have to do that. Um, that one was fun-ish. It was a lot of like literature, like old literature. And the exams were basically, they would give you a small passage and you would have to write down who you thought the author was, what year that must have been written, and what ideas they were discussing. So it was a kind of like a literature philosophy class, but... That's some art history shit. (laughs) But intense. Um, But it was really, it was actually really fun. Recitation was dumb, but the actual lecture was cool. And then the last class, because I was only taking four classes the first semester, was called um, Topics in Greek Cinema. And it was about the refugee crisis. And that class was actually my best class that entire semester. And basically every week we would watch a documentary and a feature film. Or like sometimes like a short documentary and a long feature film or, you know, the other way around. And we would have to write responses every week. And then the class was made up of people that were either like studying film or they were studying like something else entirely. So we would have to present every week. And if you were someone that like was studying film, you would have to present on something like historical that was not film. So I would have to tell people, you know, like what the situation in Syria was. And then someone that was studying, I don't know, like economics would say, this is what cinematography is. And it was actually a very great class. And I learned a lot. And it was, I, I realized that I loved those type of classes that were focused on a theme and the movies that you watched made sense in that theme. Anyway, it's like, that it's was, a history class. Well, but but all through film. No, I'm saying, yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's what, what, what makes it a little more engaging just because it's like yeah. you have the, the context and the, the framework for it. Yeah, but it was great to see, to compare so many like documentaries with you know, narrative films about the same topic and how they deal with things in similar ways or like totally different ways. For example, something that I wrote my final paper on was how in 90% of the films we watched, there was always a soccer scene, like regardless of whether it was a documentary or or a narrative film, but mostly in the documentaries because a lot of refugees don't speak the same language as the people that you're with, but soccer was a very you know, universal language where you're just playing a game and it's a game where, that doesn't require much equipment because you can make a ball out of yeah, yeah, yeah. like some paper. Anyway, my second semester sucked. My second semester I <laughs> hated so much, so, so much. I had, again, writing the essay, I had <laughs> quantitative reasoning, probability statistics and decision making. Not my jam, not my jam at all. I had to take a math, and that's the math that I took. Uh, it sounded kind of fun because it had decision-making in the title. It was not fun. <laughs> I took math six years in high school. My high school was six years. I took so much math in high school. I was, like, so done with math. And the thing is that because my grades didn't translate, I couldn't, like, opt out of math in college. Yeah. Anyway, that sucked. Then the worst class I've ever taken at NYU, the absolute worst one, it was called Cultures and Context India. And I did it because I had two friends that were from India, and I was like, oh, I have to take a cultures and context. Might as well do it about this India. Meanest professor I've ever had in my entire life. That's when I found out about Rate My Professor, because 
like midway through the semester, I was like, oh, worried about professor? Let's see what it says about her. Everyone was like, avoid this class at all costs. Like yeah. she is brutal. She's so mean. She like grades terribly. So that sucked. And then I took uh, film history silent cinema. That was like the only, that's why the semester sucked so much because I only took one film class and it was silent cinema. It was very boring. <laughs> <laughs> interesting but like a whole semester of silent cinema yeah it was very interesting and i had a great professor but so that's kind of what my first year was and why i was feeling i think i was feeling very shitty about it because first of all i had been told oh you're not actually studying film and then my first semester like my first year i didn't do much with film yeah. so it was, it was kind of like punch in the gut but I did make up for it with all my summer classes, which is where I like found my like my stride, um, and it was amazing. Very quickly, I took. So this was summer twenty seventeen. Yes. Yeah. So I took special effects makeup, which is the one thing that this I knew how to do before, but I realized that there was an actual class, and I thought, man, this is gonna be incredible. It was. Love my professor. Like still in touch with him. Um, such a fun class because it's just kind of like a workshop and you go there for four hours and you create the most incredible things. Then I took film writing. Like that was the first and only screenwriting class I ever took, but it was fun. It was called film writing? It was called Fundamentals of Dramatic and Visual Writing. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. And then... I I took that too. Yeah, I think that's a film and TV class but for sophomore year. But I took it over the summer and I took producing essentials, which was incredible because that's when I learned everything about producing or like where I, where I got my first in into producing. And I thought, oh, this is it. Like, this is something I can do. And this is something that seems so fucking fun. Um, so that was incredible. And then one of my favorite classes that I've ever taken at NYU was a class called Film Genres Maternal Horror. And it was all every week, twice a week. We would meet and watch horror movies that all centered around themes of maternity. So, for example, Rosemary's Baby. Baby. Yeah. Rosemary's Baby, Carrie, like endless, endless movies. And like The The Exorcist, for example. And it's so fun to watch all those movies under the lens of maternal horror. Because a lot of the times, like the monster is the daughter that like has sex or like goes through puberty and it's just like oh my god all these movies do the same thing anyway spectacular that summer semester that's that's where nyu started for me <laughs> so you you did a full semester yeah or, or i mean a full summer session yes okay i did a lot interesting because it was winter time at home so what was i gonna do yeah plus all the classes that i wanted to take i was able to take during the summer yeah that's great yeah if in general, if you're not able to get into a class, especially if it's not within your major, mm-hmm. the summer sessions are a good place to look. Uh, yeah. Plus, you know. all the professors there are never going to be like harsh grader. You know how some professors are just shitty and they're like, my class is going to be hard. Yeah. These people are teaching during the summer. They're just having a good time. You're having a good time. They're going to, they just want you to. They just want to teach you. They don't want to, like, punish you. Yeah. Um, so it's a great way to boost your GPA, too. Right. Yeah. I, I'm actually... I'm now remembering why I really did not like language of film. Okay. 
And I think for the most part, we're not going to name professors. Yeah, that's fine. Generally, just because, I mean, I already yeah. said, <laughs> I already yeah. said <laughs> Glenn Kenny, but he was cool. I liked that portion of this class. Yeah, we're not, we're not bashing professors. Right. I'll, Except I'll, that I'll India, out, that cultures and context India, look her up. I don't even know what her name is anymore, but yeah. <laughs> I'll give out names if I like really recommend a professor. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you can like DM us, and then we can talk like individually. Yeah, we'll be real. <laughs> yeah, we'll be, we'll be a little more real. Uh, but the way this three-hour lecture was structured every week was, he would screen like thirty minutes or an hour of the movie, like the first thirty or hour stop and then when we discussed it he would just fucking spoil the rest of the movie no yes which is why i loathed going to this class because i was like what is it's three hours why don't we just watch the whole fucking movie yeah <laughs> what what are we achieving from like not watching a film as a, in its entirety dude that happened to me later on on this class called script analysis in which you would think that we would analyze scripts. No, no. We would watch the first 30 minutes of a movie and then talk about it and then start another 30 minutes of another movie. And then he'd be like, who's the main character? What? Yeah. That was the whole class. And and here's the thing. He would be like such a harsh grader and he would be one of those people that would make you buy his own book. Oh, that's exactly. Oh, my God. We're talking about the same professor. Are we? We are. No way. We 100% are. Wait. It's... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Really? That's who you had for language of film? Yes. That's yeah. so funny. It's the same professor. Okay. Makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was the biggest ripoff of my entire life, that class. Like, it was called script analysis. We didn't look at a single script. <laughs> like, excuse me? <laughs> Okay, so back to, like, we've gone over the classes. We've gone over, like, what we liked, but we didn't like. But emotionally, how was freshman year for you? It was rough. Mm -hmm. uh, I had touched a little bit upon this when we, I think, in our college, except, or one of them, yeah. I don't know, the Operation Varsity Blues, <laughs> one yeah. of those college-themed ones. One of the college ones. I, I came to NYU with my girlfriend uh, from high school. Just, honestly, sheer coincidence. It's not like we planned to come here together. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to be really smart to plan to get into grade school. Uh, oh, I think that's kind of a lot pretty of insane too. That's that's yeah. much too large of a of a commitment mm -hmm. to make at that age. Um, yeah. To no fault of her own, I just having to juggle the relationship as well as feeling like I was never comfortable living in my dorm, which mm -hmm. was Third North. I'll throw Third North out of the bus. Don't fucking <laughs> yeah. That's there. fine. So between that. Those two things, and then juggling school and trying to make my own new friends. Mm -hmm. It's just a very overwhelming time, and it's New York, so it's kind of like you don't necessarily have to try extra hard to meet people, but things are just not as like immediately accessible. You have to kind of take the initiative to seek things out. Mm -hmm. All of that made for a really overwhelming and kind of lonely experience that I realize in hindsight is quite similar to a lot of people's experiences at NYU. Yeah, I mean, I think that tends to happen when you're in such a big city where there's not that many, there's not a lot of like infrastructure to make sure that everyone has an activity and a friend group or whatever. And they try as best as they can, I suppose, with like welcome week and then your RAs have activities, but 
still it it's challenging and it's not for everyone and you have to have I think a specific type of personality to really not get sucked into the yeah yeah how about you what about how was it emotionally well for me again one of my biggest things freshman year was that I felt like I wasn't good enough because I had been told I wasn't good enough (laughs) and you know looking back obviously you know everyone was nervous everyone was starting out I don't think anyone said that to me uh, with bad intentions or I don't think they realized how much that affected me Um, but I had a very solid friend group and I had made myself the promise of never turning down any plans um, and just spending as little time as I could in my room yeah. because I knew that it was going to be so easy to just like turn inwards. Um, so I just wanted to, you know, be a yes woman, like whatever you tell me, yes, I'm down to go. I'm down to do this. I'm down to see that movie. I'm down to like study until 3am in the lobby. And I was very lucky that I had a very solid group of friends that first year. Again, like we had dinner every single day together at Palladium um, but yeah, you mentioned that, like palladium sushi every single night, which I is would have palladium sushi. I don't know how I'm me. still alive. I think that was so bad. <laughs> it was really good. I would have that in a smoothie. Um, but I made the mistake of like starting to date one of like the guys in that friend group, and then this was like what sent me down a spiral. He broke up with me <laughs> again at palladium at palladium during brunch and he said it's because it was because i was holding him back because he was trying to go on sets which i had never been on whiplash style yeah whiplash style he was like (laughs) trying to move on with his career and i was holding him back and i like didn't understand how i was holding him back (laughs) he was just like going through his own shit but for me it was like finger in the wound you know like that was the one insecurity like that was my big insecurity my freshman year of of college and then I got dumped because of that insecurity I was like well he must be right I must be trash and like not knowing what I was doing in my life and so it was more about (laughs) my career than like me personally so that was really tough and I think that is what forced me to go on sets so I started going on sets my second semester even though I was cinema studies and like no one in my major was required to go on sets I started Mm -hmm. going on sets and I started like working extra hard and things because I was like I'll be damned if I let that be true of like I was holding someone back from their career yeah so a lot of emotions a lot of (laughs) a lot of like feelings that I've processed through the years and I've talked with a lot of those same friends that would tell me those things I talked about to them years later. I was like, yeah, that really affected me the way that people kept like dismissing my whole major. It felt like, yeah, you know, they were dismissing me. I don't know. Well, they were, um, I mean, it, it's kind of saying like, Cloud, you're not a filmmaker. And it's like, what do you mean? Like, what does that mean? Because yeah. I'm studying something yeah. slightly different. Slightly like, different. And like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Like what, what, just because you're in the major doesn't mean like you're good at it. Exactly. But it took me like a solid, that summer was very insightful for me. And I had to learn that very, like in a sad, but great way. Yeah. Well, the silver (laughs) lining here, I guess it got you out of your shell a little bit and it Mm -hmm. got you on set, as you said. So what was your experience or how was, how were your set experiences freshman year? 
Well, I started doing UPM jobs. So like unit production production manager. Oh my God, I don't even know yep. what it is. Unit yep. production manager. Um, so it was basically like managing on site. So a lot of it was figuring out the meals, which gives me so much anxiety. I fucking hate getting people meals because people complain. Well, certain people complain. <clears throat> yes. And... <laughs> And oh, yeah. it's such an annoying job. Uh, but it got me seeing the, you know, it got me really close to like seeing what people were doing. And then the other thing that I was, my other main job was special effects makeup. And that I really enjoyed because I got to be really close with actors. And it was funny because a lot of the times, like I would hear directors giving actors notes while I was applying makeup on them. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Or like, hmm. I don't think that's working as well as you think it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had two, those two main jobs and it took me a while to get comfortable with being on set and like knowing my role and not knowing like what is like correct set etiquette and like what's disturbing other people and what isn't. Um, but it was pretty chill. How about you? Cause you had, you were required to do sets your freshman year, your visual. Semester. Which I totally forgot about. Until you, oh. <laughs> until you yeah. said it like a few minutes ago. Yeah, we did actually have a requirement. We had to like log in hours. Mm-hmm. And I think like somebody on their production had to sign off on something, mm-hmm. which is crazy. I totally forgot about this. Um, but regardless of that, I, I liked being on set. I mm-hmm. like I think the very first week of school, I forced myself to just like find something. And wow. Good for um, you. Yeah, I was in one of those like Facebook groups mm-hmm. and they were looking for PAs. Uh, and so I, I hopped on that one and my first set experience was honestly great. I learned so much. It was a, an advanced thesis project. Um, Mm -hmm. and I actually met one of my good friends there. She was also a PA and that was the first time we met. Actually, was it? (laughs) No, we actually, no, we were in the same sound class. Oh. That's how I met her initially, but. Is it Stephanie? No, it was Maxine. Oh, okay. And I, yeah, I learned a lot. Like I, I learned like what an AD did. I learned mm-hmm. just, it was a really high value production. Like a lot of money was poured into this, which was actually great because then I got a better sense of like what actual what actually set happens. etiquette was like. Because when you get like really, really bare bones, like micro budget, it's... It, All bets are off. Like there's yeah, no rules. Like, yeah. like people are kind of like swinging as like four different roles and it just doesn't, there's no hierarchy and it doesn't really make sense. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you say that when you're on set, you realize what an AD does. And I was like, looking back, it's it's hard to pinpoint like when you learn things. But 100%, my freshman year, I didn't know what any of the different roles actually meant. Yeah. What it is that you do. Or like even demystifying the role of a director. I think that if you're not someone that like, you know, takes the time to study film or like learn anything about it it feels like the director is this like godlike power over everything that happens that's not really the case yeah you realize the director's role in terms of like logistics like beyond just talking to the actors it really is mm-hmm. kind of just like i don't know like the head honcho of the set and then they kind of like direct other people to do things for them yeah so it's it's kind of it's not as like it's a very logistical job as with anything on set really yeah i think you you learn a lot on set like Mm -hmm. 
you, it's like you trial can, you, by fire too. Yeah, like you can you can sit in class all day and talk about roles and talk about how things work, but until mm-hmm. you're actually on set, you don't really get a proper sense of how things work and how things flow. And you yeah. also, I think, need to be on a horrible set, a nightmare oh. set, to know what is good and what is bad. And, and those you are will. equally <laughs> as important. Yeah, you will. Yeah, we'll get into that in a later year or a later episode. Yeah. But also you have to like go through the 12 plus hours to really understand and honestly to appreciate the fact that any movie gets made. I think after being on sets, it made me see movies like Hollywood movies even totally differently. It's grueling. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is so cheesy, but that's why I sit through all the credits in the movies because I like seeing the hundreds, if not thousands of names of people who go through this for like three months on end Mm -hmm. to make what I just saw. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. There's so much coordination and collaboration, ultimately, if done well, like film is Mm -hmm. so highly collaborative. Mm -hmm. I have some issue with the whole a tour theory. Yeah, same. Yeah, and we can get into this a little bit more on a later episode because I think one of the one of my issues with film school is that it doesn't feel like a very collaborative process at times. Like depends on who you're with, depends on what like what type of project it is, and like if it's for a class or you know etc. But sometimes it can feel like you're being overworked for some dudes project yes you yeah you gotta (laughs) i guess the more experience you gain the more you can kind of suss out what you need to look for before you commit in a set Mm -hmm. and and you learn to say no (laughs) yeah it's okay to say no there's no no real stakes here it's like one of the the scariest things in general i think is that people act like they will but we talked about this a little bit with Kayla. With Kayla, like, yes. They will act like they'll f- ruin your career. You'll get burned. You'll never work again. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, or you're, or you're, saying that like a you're not professional. Old. Yeah, it's like I'm in film school. I want to learn. I, that's why I'm here. I, you know. Yeah. This is not a union set. Jeez. Right. Anyway. When you're making when you're making friends and you're making your connections and and things like that. Just look out for the people who are actually genuinely kind and like willing to help mm-hmm. you and willing to help you learn because then it's not worth it. If yeah. you're not going to be on set, especially if you're not getting paid, if you're not going to learn anything or get anything constructive or positive out of it, like yeah. just don't do it. And something that took me actual years to learn or to figure out was oh, I can actually just have fun on set if it's yeah. with the right people. I don't have to like yeah. come home and like cry for 10 minutes (laughs) and sometimes it just again not to speak you know evil of anyone is that even a phrase speak evil speak Speak ill ill speak ill speak Speak ill Ill. yeah because they um not to speak ill of anyone because sometimes it's just you have to you personally see who you work well with and who you don't and just try to like gravitate towards the people that you see eye to eye with, but also learn how to work with people that you don't see eye to eye with. And like, yeah. if you have to, if you're in a situation that you cannot escape it, then learn how to be kind, how to communicate things and how to like come to some common ground. Um, but if you can, and as you keep growing, as you keep experiencing more things, just stay with the people that make it fun and make it light and make it 
exciting to be creating stuff. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing worse than two egos butting heads on set. So like if <laughs> someone's being nasty to you, it's not okay. Yeah. Um, but try to kind of diffuse the situation, and you know, like it, it'll end no matter how bad things get. Even if you go over time, it will end yeah. at some point. Yeah. And you'll have you'll you'll have that shared experience with other people on set as well. Yeah. And plus. And this is a little bit controversial, but if it truly is unbearable, you can leave. Most of the times, you are not being paid. Yeah. And don't be scared that, like, oh, no one would want to work with me again. Uh, they shouldn't want to work with the person that's making it, like, an, un, like unsufferable for you. So, whatever, I mean, you can leave. I mean, said by someone who would never even dream of leaving, because I'm, like, <laughs> too much of a people pleaser, and I would rather, like, <sighs> like, drop dead. But if I could give... Cloud the past and advice be like, just leave. Sure. <laughs> you don't have it to be here. I wouldn't. I mean, even the so-called nightmare sets. I wouldn't say they were so bad where I felt like either my life was in danger or like mm-hmm. something was really being threatened, other than just just nasty behavior. So yeah. I, I can't say there's a set where I've been on where I felt like I should have just left in hindsight. Uh, I don't think they got. I that. can think of. Well, okay, two. <laughs> okay, but yeah, you know you. you have self-respect you know don't Mm -hmm. don't think that because you're starting out that you can just be taken advantage of i mean i think that's often the narrative Mm -hmm. in this industry it's something that we just talked about before (laughs) before recording this episode but really really stand your ground in that aspect obviously don't overestimate your ego but Mm -hmm. don't yeah don't don't let yourself be pushed around because then you can also develop a, a, a reputation as the pushover and then that's a whole can of worms that you probably don't want yeah. to Yeah, and just tying it back to freshman year, if you are interested in film, even if you're not studying film, you can go on sets, you can start off by being a PA or, like, whatever is needed, and if you find the right sets, you'll be able to, like, actually learn a ton from people. Usually mm-hmm. people are very willing to just very quickly, like, let you know what they're doing, or after 12, 12 hours, you're probably going to, like pick it up sort of what they're doing i mean obviously you're not gonna learn how to sound mix on the spot um but you know you never know like how much people will you know be willing to just talk with you and explain things to you yeah and everybody likes free labor (laughs) (laughs) you're not wrong you are not wrong and you might be a little bit too too honest too honest here but yes (laughs) <laughs> what, I, I meant that in the sense that you will always be able to find something to do on a set yeah. or on somebody's set at a given moment. Don't think that's like some really exclusive club where it's like 10 people getting hired. It's like yeah. there's a lot of There's space. usually, yeah, <laughs> a lot, lots of hands needed. Um, and then you work yourself up to actually start getting paid for your, your hard work. Yep. Something I have not experienced yet. I have on a rare occasion or two. Um, okay. Oh, mm, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that was also one of the worst sets you were on, right? No. 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 That set, some people were getting paid, but you were not. Oh. In all my nightmare sets, certain people were getting paid and I wasn't. And I was treated beautifully by the paid people. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm thinking this one time I got paid $300 to show up for two hours to spray some sweat on someone. Wow. And it was the best. I 
gotta say was like the highlight of like that month. That might be <laughs> the best pay you'll get in a long time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's not sad at all. <laughs> okay, I think this gives a pretty clear and chaotic picture of what you can expect your first year of film school. It's a lot of classes you'll want, a lot of classes you won't want, a lot of sets that will be fun and informative, and a lot of them that are gonna be just plain all shitty. <laughs> it's the roller coaster of college, man. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And of course, we're, we're, we're speaking specifically from an NYU film school perspective. Yes. Okay. Well, this was fun. Bye. Oh, I thought you had something else to say after that. No, that was it. Bye. Okay, see you next time. Oh, cheer up, Squid. It could be worse. Yeah, you could be bald and have a big nose. Well, this is the end. No, it's not, Squidward. It's not? Yeah, there's nothing worse than two egos butting heads on set. Hey. <laughs> What's up? So rude, we're recording. Go Are away. You recording? Oh, I <laughs> no. Sorry. Like getting changed in the back? Jesus. Liam, this is very professional and you're <laughs> embarrassing me. I can't deal with this right now. Okay. Ew, why are you naked? Oh he can't hear me. He, he said why are you naked? I'm changing. I, I'm gonna go. Okay, he said I, I'm I changing. I can't. I can't actually see it. Okay. I know. I know you can. <laughs> okay. Get out of here. Oh my god. Speaking of being unprof- unprofessional. <laughs> um.